0: Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I am your host, Ken Seymour, with your other host, Richard Geiger.
1: Other host.
0: Now, we have a fantastic episode for you today, uh, partly because we have some brand new equipment that we're working on, a new soundboard that's going to help us have fantastic sound levels and uh, maybe uh, give us a little more spit polish, but... More importantly, it's the second episode of our new format. You excited, Richard?
1: Um yes. Very much so. And I'm super excited that we're talking into microphones that we purchased like <laughs> two years ago.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a cyclical business, they tell me. What?
1: Like a bicycle?
0: Yeah, something like that. Bicyclical. So this episode, we have uh, a couple of really interesting conversations to go over. We're going to start you out the right way with that long voyage into the post-apocalyptic wasteland, talking about one of our favorite games, Fallout 4, and specifically, hey, what faction should you join? And, and, and how do you play the game? What's, what's the, your favorite method of doing things? then we will be transitioning into a little discussion with one of our favorite people, Mr. Delvin Cox, who is our new news correspondent. And he's going to bring us a little bit of information in regards to the impeachment thing that's going on. And of course, we will finish this out with the next step in our history of comic book movies. Uh, now, just like uh, Just like before, we're going to go over that the way that we always do. But unlike before, we're not going to go over 3,000 movies that happen all in the same year. We're going to do them one at a time, and we're going to start with 2006.
1: Yes, um, minus a zero from what you said.
0: I I am now no longer following you. I said 2006.
1: Yes, but you said 3,000 movies that we... Normally go over.
0: Right. I'm with you now. Uh, If only I had a sound effect button that I could push with a drum shot. Maybe next time.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. It'll happen.
0: (laughs) It's definitely going to happen. But uh, So, well, let's start just, you know, get get right into it. Fallout 4, man. This game's been out for a little while, but both of us seem to be at least uh, moderately obsessed with still playing it to a certain extent, right?
1: 2015 is when this game came out. Does that sound right? I feel like it's older than that.
0: It, well, I mean, there's been a Fallout for some time.
1: Yeah. I, I, I want to say it's older than that. Anyway, um, it's a game that's easily revisited. I think you can do multiple playthroughs on this game. You can go multiple directions. If you haven't gotten the add-ons, you can do the add-ons for the game. If you want to download mods, you can download any number of mods for the game and just totally change it and make it nearly a completely different game so yeah uh it's a good time eater
0: well and and it's, it's it's an excellent way to just kind of relax i mean it has the first person shooter elements that a lot of people like when they want to just go around and and blow things up or but it's like uh, an adult version of uh that block game you know that all the all those kids love that uh that that building game that uh has creepers in it
1: yes um Correct. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like I'll just that. go with that because I can't remember what it's called.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's Minecraft. Yeah, I was yes. Trying, I was trying trying that 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 low uh, that low pitch, but uh, you know, sometimes we're just not going to hit those pitches. It's just not going to happen.
1: You swing and you miss sometimes.
0: But so there are a handful of factions. What faction is your pick? Are you are you a, a militia? A minuteman? kind of a guy? Are you more of a, a Brotherhood of Steel? Uh, are you more of an Underground Railroad, or are you an Institute person?
1: Well, I will say in the, in the playthroughs that I have done or are currently participating in, um, I've done, I've tried to do all of those different um, faction quests Right. Whether I side with a faction or not, I try to approach them as in I like to complete everything. So I'm going to do it even though I'm not siding with this one at all. Yeah. But I did I did go the Brotherhood of Steel route the first time and have in the past stuck with the Brotherhood of Steel and not because they're my favorite. It's just it. The game just tends to take me that way, I feel like.
0: Well, and they have some of the cooler bits that you can do. Because if you go with the Minutemen, what do you get? You get to go to every single settlement ever and basically replay the same quests over and over again. Oh, this person's been taken hostage. Go to one of the places you've already gone to. Or, oh, there's a new settlement that needs to be settled in case you haven't found them all yet on the map. Uh, or, oh, this uh, there's a group of raiders or super mutants that are nearby. Please kill them all. And my favorite part with that one, the nearby settlement is often not nearby.
1: Oh, no, they're halfway across the map for sure.
0: Yeah, that makes almost no sense. So the only good thing about the Minutemen is you can kind of mix them with any of the other factions.
1: Yeah, now if you do... Come if you do complete some of the things you'll get some feedback from good old Preston Garvey about what you did or why he didn't like it but but you're right it's it's kind of a neutral quest line in a sense so it's like the, one of the first ones you get right is to yeah. to go through that but yeah the, the the a settlement needs your help it just kind of gets annoying after a while
0: yeah and I think that's one of the mods that you can get is to shut them up but uh, I don't know. I think one of the reasons that the Brotherhood of Steel is often as fulfilling is you get some stuff with them that you just don't have access to in the other uh, groups. I mean, you get to go up in the uh with, with that one. You don't get to do that in any of the others.
1: I, I wish you could fly one of those. That would be really cool. Or get into one indiscriminately meaning okay i'm gonna to go to the base and that's how i'm gonna get from point a to point b is a vertebrate instead of doing a quick travel and you could strafe people all on the way like that would be so cool i would have so much fun with that you they probably don't have the refresh rates to on the machine to properly handle that in, in terms of the, the consoles would be my guess but you 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 do that, you get a sniff of that, right? When you go over to the one, the quest, uh, where you go over to the military base and you're flying over and there's a behemoth down there and you're kind of blasting folks. So, like, you get a taste of it. Like, just imagine doing that anytime you wanted to. Just imagine if they put more effort
0: (laughs) into the development of the game in certain areas.
1: I've been playing it lately, and it's a game that I started. Uh, gosh, a year ago, year and a half ago, and, and abandoned a year ago. Um, but I think it was, yes, two days ago, I would play, it would crash. I would play, it would crash. I would play, it would crash. I, I mean, I, I had an hour straight of, I, I just can't play this game because it totally didn't work. And that's, I feel like, a very common thing with that game.
0: Well, it's Bethesda. Bethesda has a habit of either uh, trying to do more than they're capable of, over-promising, biting off more than they can chew, whatever way you want to say it, they will, they will promise the sun and the moon, and it will come out, and it will not be that. It, it will still generally be good. It's, in fact, often excellent. It's just not what they said.
1: Not polished, let's say.
0: No. Uh, a glitchy mess sometimes. Um, but I, I like the under, I like the underground railroad pretty cool. You get some, a nice little, um, a nice little loft area, a nice little base that you can go to with that. That's nice.
1: I I like the, the, the weave that you can get. The weave Um, is real nice. So you could take all these standard articles of clothing and just, just blow up the armor capabilities on them, but still get the aesthetic it, it's aesthetic or if you want whatever the perk is that kind of goes along with it. And uh, lately I just been rolling without any uh, power armor and just doing different implements of, of armor. Um, so you can do uh, it. You can just move faster and you can go from place to place easier. And that, that's the only reason why, because once you get power armor and you get it up to like Mark six, knowing not much more you can do, no one can touch you. You, you, it, the fun is kind of left aside, and it, in that's so why I like to just at little least put a, is going. put a challenge with it and have just low armor and just sprint around and do it that way. But you're right. I think I think the railroad. I haven't finished it with it like the railroad slash institute quest line. So that's my goal for this playthrough. The only one I don't
0: really like doing is the institute, and it's mostly just because of when it becomes available.
1: <laughs> it's so inconvenient. Yeah, I. the the whole game is, the whole game the whole game is just, it just sucks you in. The problem we've talked about this in Life Eaters. Is this game is like, oh, I'm just gonna go here. And I'm gonna do this. Oh, I'm level eighty. I'm so close to being level eighty one. Well, let me just do a couple more things. Four okay. hours later. Yes. Like okay, well I'm. It's two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I told myself I wasn't gonna do this. so um yeah, I I think I think you're right though the the Institute one maybe doesn't get played very much because like you said the timing of it. and my play style is do everything but the main quest line. So same here. um well, what about in terms of the quest line? So let's go with the add-ons or the major things? What's your least favorite of the things to actually? do a run-through or complete?
0: Well, if you're talking about the add-ons, um, the Mechanist storyline is actually not terrible. It's, it's mostly kind of, some of it is kind of cool, um, like uh, being able to go to the satellite array that's actually uh, a base, and it's actually a sizable base with a lot of robots and stuff underneath. That's fairly slick. The problem that I have with it, and this is probably, again, a console thing and not anything else, Um, once you finally get to the last part where you're going to be confronting the Mechanist and you have your robot friend with you and you're going through all of the levels, it starts out pretty well. First of all, it's stupidly long. Uh, It's way too long for that base to be. But then once you finally get into the main room where you're going to confront the Mechanist and all their robots – the conversation pieces don't make a whole lot of sense, don't really give you as much choice as you think that you're going to get. And there's so much going on, my system tends to want to seize up in the process of that particular fight.
1: That's true. There's just so many different robot enemies here, there, up, down, blasting you with all types of stuff. And it does, tie to, like, it. the refresh rate just kind of, dies yeah on it um i don't i don't mind that quest i've been sitting on it for such a long time because i don't want to do it again yeah <laughs> just just like what you said too um the other one the other one that just i there's a lot going on but i, I don't want to deal with it as far harbor
0: yeah i like the i like the the area it looks neat and there's a couple of that uh, movie uh working sort of movie theater
1: that's mm. slick um. Yep. I, li- I like that one. The bowling alley. Right. Um, but the gas, and the, I just I just don't want to deal with it. And then doing the, oh, I, forget, I forget what the, the the main quest. The main quest is. I, I I know it's, it it kind of plays out in the end, and it is what it is. It's just I don't want to deal with like the gas and the people and the. I don't know just doesn't i just want to do it it's kind of a
0: pain to to a certain extent i i happen to love nuka world i get and, a kick out of that every time
1: and see that's the one in the playthroughs all of these i've not even i've gone in one of them i've gone into nuka world and i've gone to the entry level stuff and i've started the main quest lines and then i stopped and then in this one the same thing nuka world just sitting there and it's the one it's i haven't even I've even gone over there. I've located the entrance so I could fast travel to it when I want to. I just haven't, just haven't done it yet. So that's going to be my goal in this playthrough: is to finish that one up. So it can- is worth it because
0: you can get the rides to work,
1: mm. which is
0: pretty is pretty sweet. Um, not just that, but it gives you an additional um, an additional faction you can play. You can play the Raiders. Raiders,
1: yes. And you can implement raider camps all over the, the main um the main map. I do know that much. It gives a different
0: flavor and does not mess with the Minutemen.
1: <laughs> Even better. Okay, now we're getting somewhere.
0: Yeah. You will you will get openly attacked by Preston Garvey if you go that route.
1: Can you kill him though? Yes. Hmm.
0: Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, I, I accident because I didn't realize the first time I played it through because I'm a completionist. Do everything except for the main storyline. So I'd already done the other factions basically up as far as I could do them, not counting the institutes. Like, well, let's get these guys. I'll just kind of have the the one raider guy follow me around and we'll do what we do. I wasn't thinking, but I, I was I was thinking I could get away. It was like, well, I'll join the faction, but not actually set up any raider camps and because i won't set up the raider camps i'll get away with it nope Hmm. somehow they found out that uh half a world away uh i had been sort of nice to one raider person and then all of a sudden i was public enemy number one
1: Hmm. maybe next time okay so when you're doing these playthroughs you have all these um skill trees in a sense right uh right perception agility uh what's kind of your favorite one to fill out or maybe some of the, some of the things within the, those skill trees that are your favorites.
0: I tend to focus on one of a couple. Uh, I really like, um, bl- believe it or not, pistol is still kind of my favorite. It's just, it's got a really good refresh rate in terms of how much ammo you can get. And some of the the perks that give it a little extra damage and, uh, you can usually find plenty of ammo for it. uh, just you know, tons of other stuff like that. but um, I usually then transition into the sniper build because there's just nothing better because you can get the uh the sneak attack bonus, you can get the silencer attack bonus. you can. Uh, get the the build on the equipment so that when you're in crouching, you actually move faster, and you're in cloak, and your aim is steadier, and all the other stuff that kind of goes with it. And especially if you get the follower bonus of um, I'm forgetting the name of the guy that's in the in the third rail that you can pick up if you finish his quest, mm-hmm. you get that really nice buff to headshots. Uh, yeah, really nice. I i do
1: like that I, I love my 50 cal silenced with the with the i do night vision on on that uh but i i find it lacking in the complete power when you're sneaking it's great you know you get like all those bonuses and the headshots so like those are cool i just find that a lot of a lot of times when you when you pop them most of my guns are like this. Even I'm, I just don't find that there's the power. Like I'm missing something, sure. and, and maybe it's the at maybe it's the actual weapons themselves because they're not the right legendary. I think that's part of it. The two right. shot helps. The two shot. Oh my gosh! The first playthrough, I had a two shot. Like the, 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 a two shot sniper was the one of the first legendaries I found in the entire game. The, a two shot and i kept that and i could destroy people with that Mm -hmm. but i don't have that in this game i've never found all all my legendaries are garbage except for one pistol i've got an explosive um pistol but i don't have any points in i have zero in pistol and i have zero in automatic weapons so even no matter which variant of the pistol i have it i could sit there and spray people even with the explosive and it doesn't do anything
0: well and here's the thing. At least for me I tend to carry three weapons. I mean you can carry around the nuke launcher if you want, but that just has way too much splash damage back towards me for me to want to use it. And the, the rocket launcher is just clumsy and the uh the the you know, the minigun uh is generally not all that great either. It's, it's really not. But If I can't get them with the the pistol or get them with the sniper rifle, the third weapon I always carry is the Tommy gun with explosive.
1: Mm, Yeah, the spray and spray. Spray and spray, because you
0: can just get that from Cricket. It doesn't matter whether you can craft it. As long as you've got the caps, you can buy it. And so that's a guaranteed just don't have anybody around when you're using it because it goes poorly. I remember using that in the castle once. (laughs) The Minutemen did not like me afterwards. Yeah,
1: that is a. I I got that one really early on in the first playthrough, and it's it's really solid. Um, I this time around, oh um, there's the, the my favorite rifle that I've got is the one that you buy in Vault eighty one, the Overseer's Guardian. Oh, that's a really it, good one. That's got the two shot. It's a two shot. This is, is basically all this, but I really like that one. Um, I. This this playthrough. So one of the things I've really enjoyed maxing out is my luck stats. The luck is so much fun. So I I went. I've done the idiot savant route, and the the thing about the idiot savant route is, <coughs> it's fu- it's funny. Yeah. And if if you go the that route, you don't put anything in uh, intelligence. Not at all. And that becomes challenging down the road for some things that you really want to do
0: like improving any of your weapons.
1: Yes. So after a while you run out of things that you really want to put into but the idiot savant one even when you have that thing maxed out and you start putting things in intelligence you get these random XP bonuses that are just ridiculous. Yeah. Um but I like all the, I like all the luck stats that you just happen to run into things or banking criticals is really nice so there's a lot of things in luck and the the strength one my whole intention with this play was luck maxed out strength maxed out so just be dumb and strong basically but what i found is it's really hard to just swing um sledgehammers and baseball bats and um knives and stuff at people that are ranging you with rocket launchers and rifles and stuff like that so you you and you can sprint around i've watched videos of people just like have every any manner of just running as fast as you possibly can and you just run up and you stab someone in the face real quick and i've got those weapons and i got some of that capability but uh i, I did do the strength one and i did max out the big guns and the big guns maxed out is kind of pointless i do like the rocket launcher i got a yeah. good i've got a good rocket launcher but the one of the cool ones and i can't remember if it's in i don't think it's in strength as explosives mm-hmm. and you start checking grenades and those do Massive. I, lo- I love their grenades so that's one of the big things that i changed this time around was just maxed out the explosives so i could do grenades and that also applies to the explosive um uh legendary Legendaries, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And getting those smart grenades. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Haven't run into those? Smart grenades. Smart grenades. They don't hurt you. They just hurt the enemy. Where are those at? They're hard to find. <laughs> they are very hard to find. On um, This playthrough I have, I think, six is all I've managed to get so far.
1: Oh, so you could basically just kamikaze into a whole bunch of people and hold it and it'll explode. And...
0: Yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I love that game. I, I do it with the mods right now. I, I'm just building, and we've talked about this off the air, like my current playthrough. It's, it's my relaxing playthrough. I have not actually shot at anybody in a week and a half because I'm just building. I'm on Spectacle Island, and I'm building an above-ground vault, and I'm going to cover every square inch of that island with vault. Uh,
1: now, I think the important thing is the mods because in this game, you it's – really hard to build the way that you want to build unless you have a ton of mods now fallout 76 which in for most respects is not a good game um they've really improved on the build piece of it it's not perfect and you have to fudge with stuff to get it to work but that's the direction I think all these future ones need to go is just to max out the build, build capabilities. Definitely. Um, it's my favorite no- part. Whole nother aspect of it.
0: Well, they've got uh, a creation club thing. I haven't bought it yet because it's a thousand points and I have 500 saved up and I'm not going to spend a thousand points on it, but it's a virtual building section where you have no limits just naturally and new stuff to build. It looks kind of neat. We'll, we'll see if it's any good when it finally drops in price a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, talking about price, talking about how things, you know, cost money and some things are worth it and some things are not. This brings us for free. That's right. The, the 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 best things in life are free. And we try to make our, our show free. But uh, like anything else, we we have our own expenses. This is where we're going to put commercials eventually once we get some sponsorships of some kind. But up, uh, follow-up follow, follow commercial. Oh, that'd be that'd be excellent. Um But until that happens, this is just going to be where we talk about our own social media accounts and where you can get a hold of us and give us your favorite build of Fallout or your favorite faction or whatever uh, it is that is about this episode or any to come or any that have gone past. You can, of course, find us on Facebook and Instagram on uh, at Pudding Guys. Uh, We are at Real Pudding Guys on Twitter. Uh, I'm generally on there fairly regularly uh, when nobody's looking. Uh, and of course, our most important is Patreon, uh, where for just a dollar a month, you can support the Pudding Guys, help us get this new equipment that makes us sound so much better, and uh, actually uh, does things like um, work. Uh,
1: <laughs> Record what's been spoken into a microphone.
0: That's right. And not and not cause us issues. And we'll be on twitch as well a little more often and youtube with uh now that we have the the support that we need to make the things work the way that we want them to work
1: we've been on twitch for like an hour now still have one viewer
0: yeah i have a feeling i know who that viewer is
1: me (laughs) (laughs) i said let i uh i put out a an instagram little post and said let's get to two viewers today yeah it's not gonna work. No, no.
0: We're we're we're. This is just a tester, anyway. Yep. Uh, maybe maybe when we get uh, some of the people that we're lining up for interviews, when we actually have some really good ones coming up, um, I, I can't wait to to share them. So long as everything goes well, I hopefully didn't just jinx everything, and now everybody's gonna be busy and won't talk to us. But why don't we move on to our uh, segment where we bring in one of our correspondents? Who's that? We're back again with our new segment. You might even call it our news segment with our current correspondent Delvin Cox from the Delvin Cox Experience. Welcome, sir.
2: Thank you for having me on, man. It's great to be here.
0: It is always fantastic to have you here. Now we brought you on for a very somber topic or at least a a very dull topic, depending upon who you're uh, discussing this with. We are wanting to kind of catch up with current events Very specifically, this whole impeachment uh, debacle, mess, uh, circus, whatever you want to call it. What are your thoughts on this whole thing, Delvin?
2: Well, to be clear, for those who don't know, it's basically day one of the Senate trial, which is going on right now as we speak. And it's a lot of things going on, but since it's day one, it's kind of a lot of posturing, and nothing significant is happening. It's just kind of just the day of them setting the rules. Like Some of the things you probably need to know is that um along the party lines, the Senate voted down three amendments from the Democrats aimed at introducing new evidence. So essentially this impeachment inquiry, well, not an inquiry no more. This, this trial is not going to have any evidence or any witnesses. So I don't know how that's going to work.
0: It seems kind of counterproductive.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> well, we were... I think chatting before we started this about a lot of those things when they went, when the votes were in the House, when the things have kind of come to the Senate, it's just all been along straight party lines. Nobody's given in on one side or the other. It's just straight Republicans, Democrats.
2: Yeah, and I think that's going to cause a problem in the long run. I'm really interested to see how this turns out in terms of if anybody strays from party lines, because at this point in time. Doesn't look like it'll benefit anybody from straying from their party lines at this point, at this moment.
0: Well, we should probably put a certain amount of cards on the table. We normally don't talk about this because politics just isn't our thing. But to kind of give uh, everything that everything that we look at, whether we're talking about our just our everyday lives or anything politically, is going to come with a certain amount of inherent bias from our experiences and our perspectives. So, what kind of um, would you call yourself uh, an independent, a Democrat, a Republican? Uh, where do you kind of stand in this whole kind of political uh, area?
2: Honestly speaking? Yeah. I consider myself a black man in America. <laughs> and that's, it's that's a that. weird thing to say that, but it's true because it feels like, and this is, temperature why is why my phone going off? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it feels like in America, as an African-American, you don't really get to choose a party to be a part of because every time parties care about us, it's usually during our election year.
0: Yeah, just trying to get that vote and then never really addressing anything.
2: Yeah, so if, if I would, if I was to pick a side of lean, I'd probably lean more left than anything because I've always been the type of person who likes to the programs in terms of like I, I want health care for everybody. I think that's an important aspect. I think everybody should have some form way of going to the doctors and getting checkups and things like that. Mm-hmm. So those have always been my key issues and things I care about. Like I like the aspect of building communities and things like that. Helping people gain wealth by helping them build up their communities. I think it's very important. Makes sense. I, think, I think politics in terms of today have changed so much because being honest, the Republican Party that's here today is not the Republican Party of the past.
0: No, not really.
2: And the Democratic Party is kind of not the Democratic Party that it was of the past that we know and love.
0: They've, they've definitely morphed over the years. But that happens. Uh, yes. I mean, it's uh, from the very beginning of the formation of both parties. They they are drastically different. What about you, Richard? Are you more on the left-leaning, right-leaning, center-leaning Tired and leaning, <laughs> uh,
1: not allowed to lean. It's not professional. Um, I would say, I, I, I mean, I guess I could probably go um, left. I suppose, but in terms of when you look at the the people who are you're voting for, whether that's in the state, whether that's for the federal government, whether that's just a locality thing. I think more important than not, a lot of that has to be, are the people that are in front of you that you're voting for intelligent people? Do they care about other people? Um, Do they make sense? And that's not always Democrat or Republican. That's just, oh, well, that person makes sense. But lately, a lot of that's just been few and far between? Yeah, it's been yeah. mostly the Democratic side of things. And not to say that I would never vote for a Republican, but I can't remember the last time I did.
0: Now, for me, I always feel very confused. I, I, I've never found a party that really represents my ideals because I don't think there can be one. I think the idea of parties is, is kind of not helpful. But if... For the longest time, I would always describe myself as uh, fiscally conservative but um, socially liberal. Uh, it's, But even that doesn't quite work because those two don't really always mesh in, in that kind of a way. So when I see this this attempt to quantify everything into a specific party, it just seems more – counterproductive than anything else. And it seems like this is the inevitable head that it comes to with stuff like this, where we ne- not only do we never get anything done in Congress because of this uh, increasing uh, vitriol and lack of bipartisan cooperation, but we also just get this, this power play in front of everybody as an attempt to rile up who they consider to be their basis for when the time comes to actually vote for something.
2: I think, and the, the the kind of piggyback of what you're saying, I think we as Americans need to get to the point where we're starting to real. We need to start to realize that instead of looking at parties, we kind of need to look at each other as a whole, because mm-hmm. then they were all Americans, and we need to look at what's best for the country and what's best for all of us in the bigger picture. And I feel like because of everything that's going on, everybody's kind of just like. Well, I have to be. I have to side with the Republicans, or I have to side with the Democrats, and you don't really have to. No. You can just side for what what you think is right, and if you feel like Republicans are being correct in what they're doing, then side with that. If you feel like Democrats are being right with what they're doing, side with that. But you don't necessarily have to pick a side. No. You can. You and at the end of the day, we're all humans. We have brains, and we can make choices, and we can choose what we like and what we don't like. And I feel like we always have to. Especially now, get to this one bubble of, hey, I'm a Republican. Everything Mm. this guy says, I agree with. Or, hey, I'm a Democrat. Everything this guy says, I have to agree with no matter how ridiculous it may sound. That doesn't have to be the case.
1: Well, I think, if anything, what this trial um, puts a light on is, well, one, how the the process actually works. Sure. I mean,
0: because how often does it happen?
1: Uh, so that's you know it's a learning learning process so that part's cool but then you also get a little bit of what power do these branches of government actually have and I think one thing that's kind of come to light is in identifying some of the people or individuals who are in a lot of these branches and how long that they've been there because some of these people has just been there forever a really long time too long probably yeah,
0: kind of ridiculous and the power
1: that they hold when it comes to controlling how bills are actually processed pushed through or these types of things so if anything that that should help in hopefully people being smarter when it comes to voting, not just for all, you know, some offices, but like their, their senators and their congressmen and women. So this has got to help that process, if, if anything.
0: I would, yeah. I would like to think so. Uh, but the cynical side in me says that that's n- not really going to happen. Um, I mean, when's the last time either one of you fellows – uh, went to the polls for the for the office of president voting. Um, well, maybe okay. So I probably know the answer to this to a certain extent. But when you felt, when's the last time you really felt good about voting for either candidate?
2: Um, <laughs> for the office of presidents, correct? Yeah, Obama.
0: Yeah, I, I, as soon as I asked the question, I kind of knew the answer because the first thing 20, popped up. 2016,
2: my head. I think. What what was that? Uh, was the first
0: one. The first one w- would have been twenty twelve.
2: Yeah, twenty twelve I felt fine. I felt good about it. Um I will say this though. I felt good about placing my vote last year for the um this primaries. Uh-huh. When I voted for Andrew Gillum. I felt good about that, even though he didn't win. I felt like I was making a. A lot of people, like um, Democrats, won a lot of parts of Florida, which is like unprecedented. Yeah, like, that's that's not a thing, and he almost won Florida. Some would probably say he did win Florida, <laughs> but that's a whole other story. But um, well, that, it felt like people that, were listening and making change.
1: That that brings up a. A point in a certain sense that uh if you are voting for somebody and there's more primaries coming up and the general elections coming up here in november do you vote for if you are a if you are a voter uh if you're obviously for uh trump you're gonna vote for trump who's gonna run against him right i mean there are people but yeah. but he's gonna be the Republican that people are going to vote for. So if you are voting Democrat for president do you vote for the person that you want to win or do you vote for the person you who you have has the better chance. Yeah.
2: That's a good question. I think that's kind of Sophie's choice and something I was talking about earlier with somebody about how the biggest problem I see with Democrats right now is Every time they seem to get a front runner that people are starting to get behind, especially with these um, debates that are going on, they tear him him or her down immediately. So nobody really gets ahead. Like in terms of like how when the debates the, the begin first started, people were like the poll was showing that Joe Biden was ahead. Then all these stories came out, start coming out about Joe Biden, and then of course. The thing that Trump's getting impeach, kind of impeached kinda impeached for came out and about him him and um in Ukraine, in Ukraine. Yeah. And he and he got a, he kinda of, Joe Biden got a kinda of got a hit for that in terms of how people are starting to say, oh, he must be corrupted. And even though there's evidence saying that he isn't, <laughs> nobody cares about that, but um, that's a whole nother story. Um then Kamala Harris started gaining traction in the polls. Then Democrats started tearing her down. <laughs> and it's this constant process of if, of every time somebody gets a little bit of a head, they gang up against that one person almost with a crab to the bucket type mentality. So it makes you don't want to vote for any of them.
0: Yeah. Well, and that kind of brings us back to kind of the point that we started on, this impeachment. So, and you were kind of talking for a second there about... Potential evidence that shows that uh, what that the uh, that our current sitting president was not uh, corrupt in his actions.
2: Oh no! Actually, it was, not. It was, not. It was yeah. There was ev- there's evidence saying that he he our current sitting president was corrupt in his actions. Oh okay, he was I got you. To, it's like I gonna say I, yeah. I I didn't see that evidence. Yeah, it was the actual opposite. That okay, he was saying that there was evidence against Biden.
0: Ah yes, yes. And
2: and they the, the came out and said, no, we've already investigated this. There was no evidence against Biden. And because you kind of pushed this issue to the Ukraine, now there's evidence against you for impeachment. So,
0: and, here, and here's my big thing, and this is maybe the part that really irritates me about this whole process the most. Um, you've got President Trump, who by any sane person's, Estimation is not qualified for this job, has shown so repeatedly through his demeanor, through his actions, regardless of whether he's committed impeachable offenses, which it seems that he has.
2: How, oh, he definitely has because oh, he yeah. got impeached for those offenses. Right,
0: right. So how is it that we get into this situation where he's even a real choice? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to the, the previous— um, Previous uh, presidents that we've had, and you know, even though I would often not agree with pretty much any any one of them on a a number of different subjects, I didn't hate any of them. I mean, I never got to that point. It's like I cannot wait to not only can I wait and not wait till this guy to leave office, but uh, if somebody you know punched him in the face in the process, I wouldn't be too unhappy. I never felt that way. I just kind of disagreed with a lot of their points and was maybe kind of. Concerned about the way they sometimes handled their business. This is the first president that I've ever been uh, been alive to to be present for, where he's a loathsome individual. I mean, not even talking about the qual- qualifications, he has shown himself to be an awful person. how How can we let that happen? Do you live in the Midwest? I, I'm I'm not going to say.
1: Okay. That's my answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will I will say this. I think whether we want to admit it or not, Donald Trump represents a climate and the type of people that we kinda of looked down on for a long time and people fell asleep at the wheel and those people rose up and voted for that man.
0: Well that's the thing. I don't really think he does represent them. That's the thing that, that the me. Well he me pretends to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely I get. I get that, that there's there's a large number of people that don't feel that they have had that kind of voice that they've wanted or needed to have. And that makes sense, but oh man, not this guy.
2: What well, it 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 comes to it's several factors that happen with this whole situation in terms of like how for one, a lot of people didn't turn out to vote mm-hmm. because people felt like like this, like this, that last election was low, low voter, voter turnout, like lowest in quite some time. And people kind of just looked past that. And I think that's because people didn't feel confident by Hillary or Trump so they decided, well, we just won't vote. And a lot of people kind of looked at it like, oh, Hillary's going to win anyway, so why you bother? Because mm-hmm. that was the whole thing though. All the polls were saying that Hillary was gonna win and it didn't seem like it was it was gonna be like a landslide.
0: Yeah that it was, that, that was a, definitely surprising.
2: Yeah it was almost a perfect storm of things that happened that made this made him win possibly made him winning possible like in terms of like how all the polls were saying Hillary was going to win in a landslide. Then on top of that Trump just had the whole scandal from access Hollywood mm-hmm With the tape and stuff. So people definitely thought he was going to lose then. But then a couple of days before the election, the whole thing came out like, hey, we're going to investigate Hillary Clinton's emails. Yeah. I think that hurt her a lot.
0: So turning back to the the impeachment, just kind of wrap things up. Let's make a prediction. What do you think is going to happen?
2: I don't think he's going to get removed from office. Best case scenario, Americans will learn the truth and vote him out in terms of like next election. They don't vote for him. Worst case scenario, his base will look at this like, see, they tried to get rid of him and it didn't work. So they're going to be more infirmant to vote for him and keep him in office.
1: What do you think, Richard? Yeah, I don't I don't think anybody in the Senate that is a Republican has the guts to do anything, uh, to yeah. be honest. Whether whether they whether they feel one way or the other, just to actually pay attention, take in the ed- evidence, way positive or negative. I don't think anybody's got the guts to do anything about it. I mean, let's be honest, the Senate's just a bunch of old white dudes anyway. So like Pretty much. It's nothing's gonna change this time. But hopefully something will change when these it's time for these old white dudes who have been in the Senate for way too long. Like these senators have been in there for how many terms that maybe their time will come and they will get they will not get reelected and someone else will get reelected in their place, whether it's another Republican. I mean, who cares? Right. So just somebody different from these people that just don't have the guts to do something different or something not along party lines or you know just pay attention i guess
0: i don't know i have this this ongoing dream where i just i hope that these individuals that have gained so much power will wake up and find their moral center and actually vote their conscience rather than what they think will either get them reelected or what they think will appease the individuals that can help them reach that next plateau of power. I, I know it's not likely, but I see this scenario where people could make a name for themselves by being that Republican that stands up and says, wait, this is just not right. This is not what our, uh, what our party stands for, and I, and here is what we actually do stand for. Let's let's be that party again. Let's still represent the people that feel disenfranchised, but let's do it the right way.
2: I will say this: the Republican Party better be very careful about their actions, because more and more I've seen them push away the youth. Yeah, and that is going to backfire big time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have to agree that 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 you got to keep up with that next wave, that next generation.
2: Yeah, it's super important to not alienate them, and just keep trying to push. I understand those are the people that's been voting for you, and got you kind of got you to the dance, but. If you keep pushing toward that old white man agenda, eventually those old white men are going to go away. Yeah. Just just a matter of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soon. And you, you still have, and I think this whole Trump presidency has brought a, a, an astounding amount of young people into politics.
0: Yeah. It's kind of crazy.
2: Yeah. And I, it's a thing now when, when you have these young. 16 17 18 year old kids talking about climate change and gun control and things like that that when I was a kid they would never talk about things like this they didn't, we didn't care
0: yeah maybe maybe that's maybe that's the good side maybe the bringing up of the conversation sooner and and with fresher eyes will come up with some potential solutions that have not been presented up until this point but i, I got to say Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Delvin Cox, for coming on to our show and being our newest news correspondent. We'll get a, a really neat sound effect that'll go with that. Maybe like robots firing lasers or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have a preference on what you want your sound to be.
2: I don't know. That's a good question. But do, maybe you can find like the whole news sound like the, even a beep or the, you never listen to like news broadcast, where they have like the sound that sounds like a wind going through, and
1: well, like like the, <laughs> the almost like the the not like a not like a ticker, but like a oh gosh, I don't even know how to describe. Do, 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 like, yeah, like, yeah,
0: like the almost the uh, from
1: from like the seventies or eighties type of thing.
2: Yeah,
0: yes. yeah, yeah. We'll
1: we'll have to come up with something
0: special, but uh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, being with us and uh, being our first uh, successful. Uh, <laughs> A correspondent successful yes well, we, we we uh had uh one of our friends uh for news correspondents before we had this spiffy new uh sound mixer and it didn't go well
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know live and learn but thanks man well that was really enlightening i was ecstatic to have delvin back with us he uh always brings a unique perspective that I appreciate to the show and uh, just kind of a, a nice, fun voice, a fun guy to have around.
1: Little, uh little love from South Florida.
0: Yeah. Well, now that we've had our talk about video games, which is our passion, and we've had our talk about politics, which is not our passion, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to something.
1: <laughs> the opposite of our passion.
0: Yeah, let's move on to our... Raison d'etre. Uh that's French for stuff we do, right? Something like that? Yes. Reason to be. At least my reason to be. Talking about uh comics and comic movies. Well hopefully We're-
1: this movie's not your
0: reason to be. What? So. This movie was fantastic. What are you what do you trying to to pull off over here we're going to begin our trek through time again with the year 2006 let's start strong we usually started our episodes that were just about this with the stuff that we either hadn't seen or didn't like very much or whatever we're just going to at least start I know one of us likes this film and both of us have seen the film so you know nice nice strong beginning let's uh talk about 300 man Two thousand six, Zack Snyder.
1: Um, yeah, no.
0: What's wrong? You got a bunch of guys, uh, basically in speedos with uh, shields and spears, uh, being very manly, uh, kicking people into holes and stabbing people and throwing things through ears. I mean, it's it's an amazing film. It.
1: I'll, I'll relate this to a movie that I just watched that's from a similar um, time. Uh, it's just, it's cringy. I just watched again the Attack of the Clones.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cringy.
1: Very cringy. All the Anakin bits when he's interacting with Padme. That super so coarse. Super cringy. Just, uh, anyway. Anyway. This movie just has. I feel like the way the lines are constructed, the way the the fights are choreographed for the the fight chor- choreography is not cringy. It's just annoying to me. But like, just some of the interactions are just like, yeah, you know, they just kind of get to me a little bit. I get the direction you're going with this, right? So like, kind of like graphic novelish, right? It has that very much so. Has that tone to it. Trust me. The Spartacus shows on stars are my favorite, like the best TV shows ever. Kind of similar thing. They delivered in the in the same way with a different look, a different graphic novel feel to some of the aspects of it, and it's so much like worlds better than what 300 is. I get the direction that Zack Snyder was going with this, and a lot of the actors are great in this movie it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't get excited to watch it. I don't, actually, I prefer to turn it away when, I, when this movie comes on.
0: Well, and here's the thing. I, uh, if, if you don't like it, don't blame Zack Snyder on this one. I'll blame, I'll blame Zack Snyder for a lot of things in some of the films that I, I've not enjoyed to the level that I thought could be possible. Uh, he's taken it directions that I've not not been as big a fan of. But this was based on a Frank Miller graphic novel uh, that was, in turn, based on historical events that uh, really, for the most part, didn't play out anything like what happened in the graphic novel. But um, so, but the thing is that the graphic novel was very stylized, kind of like Sin City. We talked about Sin City before and, uh, and how that movie was kind of a panel-for-panel panel recreation of the comic. And 300 went a very similar way. I mean... Uh, If you look at the credits on this, Miller is on it. So, I mean, he had this vision for the graphic novel. He just had a huge hit in Sin City. They're going to do basically exactly what he wants them to do. At least that's the impression that I got. I could be completely wrong on that because it's not like I was there when it was made. But uh, I've read the graphic novel and I've seen the movie, and the movie looks like the graphic novel. It's it's very much in that vein, um,
1: and, and I guess what did Zack Snyder do before this movie? Not not a whole lot, no. like music video type stuff. Um, and then I think he did Dawn of the Dead,
0: which which was, which was nice. I nice like that one. Yeah.
1: Um, but the reason, like the reason that there are mediocre comic book movies out there for Superman and DC Comics in general is because of this movie because it would it it did so well it did so well that just opened the doors for him to do a lot of other things
0: which i mean again this is a taste thing there are there are people that will argue to their dying breath that batman versus superman is a better film than any of the avengers films and that will stand the test of time and people will see that it was the better film which i think is ludicrous uh, that is people my, actually say that. Oh yeah, I've seen it, and there were people that will fight you on this subject. Now they are, I think, in the vast minority in this particular opinion. Uh, but um, and that's again.
1: Now let me ask this question: Have you seen? You haven't seen those movies. You haven't seen Batman versus Superman. Have. You have, have seen that. I movie. have seen Batman versus Superman,
0: okay. and it was not great.
1: No, not not at all. It
0: wasn't awful either. It just wasn't great.
1: Yeah, and I mean it had a lot of a lot of problems. There are a couple cute, a cool bits and pieces of things in sure. there for sure. It's yeah, it's, it's
0: bringing in that.
1: Doomsday for that film was just dumb.
0: That is that is not the villain that you bring, in, not in that way. Um, there are some that would argue that the casting for Lex Luthor was not a, a, a great choice. I happen to like it, uh, but then again, I like that actor quite
1: a bit. Not what I would envision, not what I would want, not what I want to see for my mindset of what uh, Lex Luthor would be. But he was passable. Yeah, I thought. I thought. He given what well. I mean, it wasn't him. No, it, no. like it, it wasn't him at all. It's like you—you're given what you're given, and you can only do so much with it it's just like that one scene where he has the jolly rancher and then puts it in the, the guy's mouth and like <laughs> that's not even creepy like that's that's just that's, odd that's yeah just gross yeah uh, you know and, yeah but that was going back to it you know if 300 hadn't had the the money the success and and 300 is an R-rated movie Yes, and it still was There's successful enough. Here and there, yeah, that that he was able to parlay that into making more films. I, well, I'm, I'm going to enjoyed it. I'm going to delve a little bit, uh, delve into uh, <laughs> uh, Zach just a little bit more. What is his best movie? This probably. If if you had to ask me, I'd say this is probably
0: his best film.
1: Because there, there's not a lot, there's not a whole lot to to choose from. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, three hundred, uh, Watchmen, which I thought was actually not bad. Watchmen's I, not bad. Um, animated movie, he did Sucker Punch, Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman,
0: and Man of Steel. My favorite description to that film is it's the absolute best Superman film to date, but still not good. <laughs>
1: not iconic Superman no no
0: but it was it was better written and it had better effects and it had for the most part better plot I mean all around it was more polished and more well done than anything previously but then again all we had previously was the Christopher Reeve Superman films and um, Brandon Ralph uh, and Superman Returns which I did I liked that one a lot too but it was essentially an homage to the Christopher Reeve Superman films, which is great, but yeah. <laughs> the action sequences were not good. Um, it It hasn't aged fantastically. Um, I thought Brandon did fantastic. I, I really liked him as that casting for Superman. I would never have thought he would have been a great choice, but man, was I proven wrong on that one, I thought. Uh, he did, he did great. And for the most part, most of the, the castings were really good. Uh, made me giggle seeing Cyclops show up in, in, uh, <laughs> that's true. Plan.
1: Like the, what was he? The, uh, the boyfriend? Marst- the husband, Marston. husband? He was the husband. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: right. Now, I, I, I really like Marston He's one of my favorite, what I would call underrated actors. Uh, he's, he's great in everything, but, uh, it just it didn't have the effect that I think that they wanted it to have. I mean, there's some nostalgia there, but that was it. They were trying to make a new path with The Man of Steel. And there were some definite missteps, big ones. But even with those missteps, it was it was a solid movie. And like I said, I, I liked it better in total. If I considered it as a whole, I liked it better than any of the other Superman films to date.
1: Now if if I, I don't make movies. I just watch them and complain about them. Yeah, that's the good part. But wouldn't wouldn't you take the 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 I guess the feel, maybe not the aesthetic, but the feel. If you just look at the OG Batman cartoons and the Superman cartoons and just put that essence on the big screen instead of trying to remake everything and trying to redo, like, why wouldn't you just kind of re-image that kind of look and feel? Because you can't. Put on, well, I know you can't, but just, you know, Superman is a, like a stout person with a certain type of personality. The bad guys are all around and they're kind of have their own unique personality. And those aren't like dark interpretations of anything, if you think about it. They're just fun. And if you're looking to make money, everybody seems to think fun is the way to make money, not dark or R-rated type of things. So do that. Just use that as a, a, a modest template instead of trying to remake or redo everything from scratch and just like, okay, this worked, why did it work? And build from that. Yeah. No, I'm just silly. I,
0: I I don't know. I think they're trying to ground it in a, at least a pseudo realism that just does not play over from taking it in that way. And I think it would be okay for it to not be realistic. I mean, it's a superhero film. You can you can leave some of it. I mean, we're going to be suspending our disbelief a certain amount anyway. You might as well just uh, keep it uh, a lighter tone. And and I think that I mean. Anyway, well, yeah. He shoots
1: freaking lasers from
0: his eyes. Yeah. Uh, But I thought in 300, Gerard Butler was a great casting choice. I mean, he played the chiseled warrior uh, extremely well. And uh, Lena Headley uh, as the queen, um, she's fantastic in that. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, she does, uh, uh, they both have a great look. Uh, very attractive individuals, and together they complement each other quite well. Um, yeah,
1: Lena's very, very hateable in uh, Game of Thrones. So she yeah. she does her parts. Well, she was even she was Sarah Connor on TV for a right. s- couple seasons too. I mean, so she's she's got some chops. Um, you've got
0: uh, one of my favorite things that I see, uh, David Wenham. Uh, I love seeing him pop up in any film. He's another of those kind of actors that just makes everything a little bit better. He doesn't always have the biggest part. Um but uh I mean I, I can't help it. I'm a, a bit of a Lord was, of the Rings fan. I was going to say because of
1: Lord of the Rings.
0: Uh, he did great. Uh he did great in his in his bit in those those films because you're going to you're going to have a this massive this massive film that you have to Everybody's trying to get their couple of seconds, right? That that little pop, and he he captivates while he's in the film. He's there; you see him exactly the way that you need to see him. And then when he's gone, it's it's right. I mean, it, it just he he fit that role so well, and he's he's great in pretty much everything that he's in. Um, Better than Elijah Wood. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, since we're not talking about that movie. But uh, uh, I mean this this entire cast I mean I think they did a great job in and pretty much every day and everybody they got to be there I mean theres was, there was nothing that I had any problems with
1: well Dominic West has been in a lot of the, a lot of things this isn't his only comic book movie no. um uh and and you get Michael Fassbender in there which it, like this was one of his first things he's kind of it's kind of he's he's hidden I feel like in this movie he's Ooh, not sorry. but he is uh because you associate Mac, Michael Fassbender with so many other things, but you forget that he's in this movie. I maybe it's just me. You you recognize his character. You know who he is, but you don't you don't like
0: you'll never think of him for that character. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well maybe it's because you just don't really like that character.
1: Uh that's true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the people that like the film don't like that character. And that's on purpose. Um but yeah, I mean for me, great cast. The the Aesthetic to the whole film is fantastic. It stays true to the original comic, uh, at least as well as it can for the adaptation that they're doing. It was good enough that it spawned a sequel. Um, we'll eventually get to that one, and our opinions on that may be different.
1: Who, who did the sequel? I don't remember that.
0: Uh, it's been a little while, but, but we'll get there. It's, it's a few years out from this one. But I mean, if you like kind of pointless action, and I hate to call it that, but you you really can't you can't take the storyline too seriously uh, because there are like I said a number of historical inaccuracies and it's it, it's it's just kind of. Um, ridiculous and it's meant to be ridiculous on, on an extreme level. And I think that's the reason that one of the reasons that it works.
1: Yeah. I, I, and like I said before, I get the over the top, I get the, the look and the feel and the aesthetic of it. It's, it was one of the first of its kind and that's okay. doesn't have to make it good. Um, doesn't mean they failed at what they were doing. No, no, it just means that I don't like it. And that's know, all that really means.
0: That kind of makes sense. But uh, what what do you guys think out there? In I was about to say in TV land, but there's no video on this at the moment, at least not unless you're watching Twitch, which I'm. I'm getting the signal from one of our uh, people in the booth that uh, nobody is watching this at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but considering we didn't advertise and it's just a test, that's okay. Um, but, yeah, we would love to get your reactions. Did you love 300? Was it one of the films that you enjoy that you can watch when it comes on? Let us know. We even have forums on the website, www.everybodylovespudding.com. Uh, we always enjoy any time we see somebody give a, a, a little opinion, one way or the other. Just let us know. And even more importantly, what do you think of our new format? This is step two in, in our new Life plan, our New Year's resolution to be special and shiny and and slightly different,
1: just a little different.
0: Yeah, uh, but uh, give us a give us a shout. Let's find out uh, what your opinions are. We'd love to hear it. Until next time, uh, uh, Richard has said that he has the new outro all in his mind and he's going to give it now.
1: Do Deuces. <laughs>